What's up, you guys? It's Chef Bay, and you are listening to the Plant Remedy Podcast. I am so excited to have you here. This is the place where we talk about your plant remedy, where we also just talk about all things that are happening in the world. We talk about vegan food, um, politics, environmental stuff, women's health, women's empowerment, business. Like, we pretty much talk about all the things that. I want to talk about, which is the beauty of having a podcast. So if you are new here, welcome. I'm so stoked to have you. If you're a returning listener, you already know how much I love you and how excited I am for this episode. This is going to be a really fun show. I'm so hyped to have you here. And we are in the middle of Earth Month right now, which I just love Earth Month for so many reasons. The first reason is I just get to talk about all the things I'm passionate about, and it's just the perfect excuse to just hit it with it, you know? And yeah, I just love it. The second month is just reminding everyone how important it is to take care of our earth, take care of the animals that live on our earth. And we are animals that live on this earth. So taking care of ourselves, I think is just aligned so perfectly with talking about earth month as well. And I also love to see what everyone else is doing for Earth Month. You know, I know so many creators are doing so many amazing things. Um, I know that there's a creator I love. Her uh, Insta handle is Re Lauren, and she's doing like an Earth Cella. So she's hosting this like Earth kind of day weekend Coachella kind of vibe. So that's going to be really cool. And I've just seen like so many creators doing so many amazing things. And, you know, I feel like the ball is, the ball's rolling, you know, I think it can be really hard. I had a friend who was an environmental science major and she ended up having to change her major because she was coming home from school, from college, just being so depressed. Like she was so depressed learning about environmental science, learning about what could potentially be the future of our planet, learning about you know, how we as humans just are destroying the planet. And she actually ended up changing majors. And I think about that all the time because, you know, when you really start to look at what's happening and the implications of what's happening, it's sad and depressing. And it can feel like you have this like climate grief of just like overwhelming waves of like, fuck, what are we going to do? You know, it seems like no one cares. But I think we're getting to this point Think, thankfully, because of social media, because of the quickness of platforms like TikTok, that we are able to have momentum when it comes to this. And although it seems like corporations and politics and legislation is going backwards, I really feel like as a community, as a people, we're all starting to wake up. We're all starting to realize that there is nothing but corporate greed in the hands of these politicians. And we're all starting to realize that, you know, we as a younger generation um, have more power than we think we do, you know, especially in the next couple of elections, you know, Gen Z is going to be like one of the primary primary groups of people that are voting. And I know that really scares a lot of politicians. That scares a lot of corporations. That's why there's a lot of voter suppression happening because they're trying to really like suppress this new era of people um, from changing the world, which I know is what we all want to do. And if you're listening to this podcast, I know that's what you also want to do. And that's what I want to do. That's why I'm here. That's why this podcast exists. That's why I am never going to stop talking about the power of plant-based food and breaking up with dairy and environmentalism and finding better products that are better for our bodies. 
Um, Because it's all just connected, you know? Like, what's good for us is also good for the planet. What's good for the planet is also good for the animals that live on it. And I think the sooner that we realize that it's all connected is the sooner that we're able to fight for what's right and the sooner that we're able to spend our money and vote with our money on things that are doing better for the planet. And that is a big task. (laughs) It's a lot to ask, especially because there are so many people who don't care. You know, I, I've kind of noticed this like apocalyptic mentality going around the internet. Like I saw this video of someone that was like, you know, I just don't care anymore. Like everything's so expensive. Like I give up. I'm ready for like the zombies or the comet to hit the earth or global warming to just end us already. And I was reading through the comments and it was like thousands and thousands of comments on this video that had gone viral. And every single comment was just like ready for the world to end. (laughs) And I'm like, really? You know, like I get it. We're all tired. We're all sick of all the bullshit that's been going on in the world. That's been going on politically. That's been going on with big oil, big agriculture. But if we all give up, then they win and there is no future for our kids and their kids. And it gets pretty bleak, you know, and that bleakness, I think we've all been kind of like conditioned a little bit to expect because of movies and media and like all these crazy apocalyptic movies that I literally refuse to watch because I just like don't want to put that in my brain but like we shouldn't be hoping for that you know like we should be tired but using that fuel to fight for a better future and for me like I know that I am feeling like very weird about having children because the state of the world But I am fighting for the fact that I might one day, you know, like I, I want them to grow up in a place that respects the planet and a planet that is going to be livable for them and a planet with enough water, with resources, with, you know, politics that are going to let them be who they want to be. And the only way that we're going to have that happen is if we don't just give up and wait for it all to just eventually end is if we really just put ourselves out there and talk to each other and realize that I think most of us want the same thing. And I think that in itself is just so important. And the way that I do my activism is with food, right? Like I, you know, and our guest today, that's how he does his activism as well with just amazing food. I cannot wait to introduce him, but you know, that is that is the point. We can all have our activism in other ways. And it doesn't have to be with food. It doesn't have to be with fashion. It doesn't have to be through TikTok, but it can be through something. It can be through talking to your community. It can be it can be as simple as educating yourself and really, really opening up your mind and your eyes to what's happening in this world, really, like really seeing it, not from some biased person that you follow that, you know, makes you feel validated on Instagram, but really looking at what's happening, really being able to watch those uncomfortable videos, because that is what's going to change. That is going to be your true first step into being a part of the change that we all want to see in this world. And, you know, this has just been heavy on my mind today because of what happened at that. There's this dairy farm in Texas that, um, basically exploded from methane gas, killing 18,000 dairy cows. And like, that's insane. 18, 
thousand sentient beings all dying. Um, the videos are really horrific that I've seen. And it just makes you wonder, like, why is this a thing? Why do we have such a big demand for dairy that 18,000 new mothers, right? They had to have recently given birth, were smashed into a building, hooked up to machines, unable to escape, who all were burned alive. Like this is animal agriculture. This is a huge source of global warming. This is a huge source of our chronic health issues in, in America. And you can see, and in Western countries in general, and you can see just from this one incident, when incidents happen all the time like this, right? You can see like the horrible impacts that it's having and the fact that factory farming is just not natural. It's not normal. And the demand for meat and dairy has caused factory farming to be normalized in our minds. But there's nothing natural. There's nothing ancestral. There's nothing, anything like that about factory farming. It's barbaric and it's horrible. And I just hope that with this podcast, with my recipes, with the guests that I bring on, it inspires you to not only share this with people in your life, but also inspires you to make changes in your own life. Because at the end of the day, these corporations follow the money and that is it and don't forget that they they follow the money so if we guide our money to a different place they're gonna invest in plant-based options because that's all they care about (sighs) okay you guys (laughs) i had to get that off my chest i was like I was feeling that. So before I introduce our guests, I do just want to remind you guys about our 14-day plant-based challenge. We started it as a community on April 10th. However, the challenge is set up so that you can start whenever you want. It's a self-guided course. There are six weeks of meal guides. Um, So a meal guide essentially is like a meal plan, but like a little bit different because you can kind of pick and choose what you want. So there's underlined clickable recipes. There's also suggestions for on the go, for a quick, easy breakfast, stuff like that that you don't really need a recipe for. Um, And there's also daily videos, tips, and tricks to kind of keep you motivated on your plant-based journey. This is perfect for anyone who wants to eat more vegetables, who wants to try something different, who wants to be more environmentally friendly. But it's also perfect for someone who's already vegan, who wants to eat less processed vegan foods. Um, Because I know that can be really hard too, especially when you have a super busy schedule. The processed vegan foods are just quick and easy. And I'm really trying to help guide us to a more whole food, holistic, healthy kind of lifestyle. Because I know it changed my life. It's changed the lives of thousands of people that I've worked with directly. And I know it can help change yours too. So if you want to take the 14-day plant-based challenge, it's only $22. There's also two masterclasses included in that and all that stuff that I mentioned before. So just go to www.chefbay.kitchen forward slash challenge and you can start at any time. Be sure to share with your best friend because challenges are always better with a friend. And yeah, you can do it for less than $2 a day. And the best part is that you get lifetime access to the challenge and all future updates. So for instance, people that did our 14-day plant-based challenge over the new year got access to our most recent live masterclass that we did. So it's kind of perfect in that sense where you can get everything for the challenges from here and in the future as well because we host them about four times a year as a community and we're always adding new content new recipes new videos to these challenges so that you can absolutely thrive feel supported and feel your best during these challenges so again go to www.chefbay.kitchen forward slash challenge and you'll have everything you need and you get immediate access when you sign up to all of the information okay so let's talk about this episode today i had the opportunity to sit down with max 
Lamana. He is an incredible food content creator and chef. Um, we had a lot in common. He also worked in the restaurant industry like me, and he has this amazing new book out called You Can Cook This. He's all about spreading just like the message that you can eat delicious vegetables and not feel like you're really missing out on anything. And he also really talks about food waste and what you can do in your own individual life to reduce your own food waste, to cook with your food waste, to, you know, learn if your city doesn't have compost, he can actually like has an amazing tip to get your city to compost, like small little things that you can do to make huge change within yourself, within your community, and also eat delicious food at the same time because I really feel like we have to tap into that pleasure center in order to really be fulfilled about the change that we're making and about just like those next steps of activism or just healing ourselves or however you want to look at it. So this episode is absolutely incredible. I am not going to say any more. I'm just going to let the episode speak for itself. But if you guys love the episode, please be sure to leave a comment or a review over on Apple Podcasts, share with your friends over on Instagram, tag us. We will be sure to repost. Um, And of course, give us five stars over on Spotify. And am I forgetting anything? Oh yeah, we're on YouTube too. So if you're already on YouTube, you can just like and comment. We appreciate the engagement so much. It literally helps the show so much. Um, But if you are on YouTube, you can go ahead and subscribe. Um, Just type in Chef Bay and you'll find me there and we appreciate it. So that's it. Let's get this episode rolling. Welcome to the show, Max. Everyone, I'm sitting here with the amazing Max Lamana. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm so excited to talk to you. Bailey, I'm excited to talk to you. So you are in the middle of a book launch right now. We were just talking about it a little bit, but like, how's it going? I know from experience that book launch week is nuts. So how are you doing? It could be a little nerve wracking. Yeah. It's exciting, full of emotion at the moment. Yeah, totally. It's this roller coaster. I'm doing that thing with my hand. I'm I'm literally, it feels like a roller coaster. I've been yeah. working on this for two years. It's now out. And so getting the feedback and the reviews from friends, from family, from critics, from people, from people who follow me on social media, getting them to start cooking for my recipes like right away and getting people to review and rate it and give it five stars on online and all these things. Just as like, it's a good feeling. It's like, yeah. yes. And I didn't get that in my first book. So people, people really feel I put a lot of effort into this and I have. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, I feel like your audience has exploded over the last couple years. Probably when, when did your last book come out? 2019. Okay. So, I mean, a lot's happened since then. A lot. A whole pandemic, like, you know, so much has happened. So your audience has definitely exploded. And I think people are probably ready. That's a long time in between books. Yeah. I think, I think that was probably it. People just saying when it, you know, and people had asked, yeah, when's the next book? When's the next book? When's the next book? And my team just said, don't say anything. (laughs) Um, So yeah, it's been, it's been, you know, it's been a long time waiting. Yeah, that's so exciting. Okay, I have to ask you, you're in the English countryside right now, right? I, I am. Is that where you're originally from? No. Okay. No, no. I sh- yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Um, can you tell by my voice? I, I was, I was maybe, like- Maybe I start, is there an English twang? No, maybe no, no. Maybe a I'm, little, maybe if you have a couple drinks or something, it might come out. Maybe, no, maybe not, him. it might come right out now. if I'll have a little bit of a couple drinks, yes. <laughs> Um, where am I from originally? Um, now that's a really bad accent and I'm sure every British person would be like, what are you talking about? That's not how we sound. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, very cringe. 
<laughs> cringe. I'm from Connecticut originally. Okay, cool. Um, grew up in Connecticut, and the last 10, 10 years, I'd lived in New York City. Oh, tight. So yeah. why the English countryside? My husband and I have always had this dream of moving to like Portugal or something like that. And so he actually wanted me to ask you what motivated Do. you to move. Do it. Move. Um, what moved? What made me move? I met my wife, but before I met my wife, I was on, on social media looking at and seeing where the majority of my audience was. I just oh. noticed London, UK. Why? Why are they taking up 50% of my audience? I've never been to the UK. Interesting, yeah. So I ended up booking a flight, hosted a few supper clubs in London. And while I was there for the 20, the three weeks I was there, I was there for 21 days, three weeks. I noticed there was this uh, one girl who had a podcast that was all about food. And I thought, while I'm here, I might as well get on a podcast. Yeah. Um, so I slid into her DMs, asked her to meet okay. up and say, hey, I, I really <laughs> want to go on your podcast. Literally, Bailey, it was a business business opportunity. I wasn't looking at her like, hey, Full business. Is, there, is, there, is there something here? No, yeah. it was purely business. And then I'm, you know, I was lucky enough to fall in love at, at first yeah. sight and the rest is history. So now I, I live here and I'm, and yeah, I love it. So cute. It's amazing how life just happens for you like that, you know? Like you just make one move and then the rest is history. That's how it is sometimes. Um I just follow follow my heart, follow where the wind takes me. <laughs> and I think and that's like are. that's such a good lesson too cuz I think a lot of times people are afraid to just like go for things, you know? Like even just asking to be on someone's podcast or just going for that next thing. I think people are afraid of like, they get imposter syndrome where they're like not wanting to do that next thing. And you never know what could happen if you just put yourself out there, you know? I mean, look at you. You put yourself out there, slid into her DMs. Now you're married, living on the English countryside. Like, Life is amazing like that. Life, life can be really magical and wonderful if you follow and listen to your your gut and your intuition and sometimes it may lead you to something that may not be what you needed yeah. or wanted a little questionable but i think <laughs> i mean we i I've, I've been there before where i'm I, i've actually moved to australia okay for love i followed somebody out there for love and ended that ended up backfiring so mm, um having it happen a second time well i didn't actually go to the uk because i was in love i went to uk for work and then fell in love so mm. um different kind of slightly different but yeah. i think following your intuition following your gut i think is always going to get you to where you're meant to be yeah i totally agree well speaking of that i'd love to hear a little bit about like your journey like on both sides of this coin so journey to veganism and then also if you were born vegan i actually don't know mm. that much about you no. or and or and your journey as like a chef a cook a content creator a cookbook author i think the journeys are the same, but they're also very different. Mm. I think the vegan journey can be super personal, right? And very like, I don't know, it can be different than the career and sometimes the career just falls into place. So I'd love to hear about that. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. So I love food. I love mm. cooking food. I love yeah. feeding people. I love the look on people's faces when they try my food. Yeah. I've worked in restaurants for 15 years. I've done every single job from washing dishes to managing restaurants and cafes. My last job, I was working as a line cook and a bartender mm. at a at a restaurant in New York City, a high profile restaurant with a Michelin star or with a Michelin star chef. And I 
I've always felt like food was always going to play some sort of part or role in my life in a big way. It always followed me from the other careers that I was always pursuing. Yeah. And a few years ago, I started social media and started uploading and sharing videos and photos and images and stories of my life, my day to day, what I was getting into, uh, how I'm trying to reduce waste in my own life. And started applying that, showing, sharing that to, to, to my audience. And little by little, my, my, my account just like went from, you know, having no followers to 30,000 followers from 30,000 to 60,000 from 60 to 150,000. and just kept going like that. And I think sometimes I, I feel like, wow, I haven't spent that much time doing this, but when I zoom out a little bit, I've been around food. I've been cooking food. I've been, uh, sharing food with people, cooking for people for a very long time, online and offline. Mm. So part of me feels connected to to uh, sharing that with people um, as I always as I always have been. And I just cook plant-based food, right? Mm. Um, that's I, I really ever share or highlight that my food is plant-based or vegan. I just think it's food in my eyes. It's just food. I've been vegan twice in my life. I say that because I think it's really important to share the failures in yeah. life. I think, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, I went vegan and, you know, the rest is history. I think a lot of people fail at doing it and I failed at doing it. So I think it's important to highlight failures because then you really? can really champion those successes. And we live in a very non-vegan society too. Like there's animal products in literally our cell phones. So it's hard to be like a hundred percent animal product free oh, yeah. when it's in all the things you don't even know it's in. I, I and I no longer say I'm vegan. I say I'm I'm plant-based. I just yeah. cook plant-based. It's a plant-based lifestyle. I cook with plants and vegetables. Don't really put a label on it. It's so um, I think that was part of like the downfall or the failure of uh, the my 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 failure in the first go around, and was just labeling it. I'm vegan. I'm vegan. I'm vegan. And then the pressure, and then like, oh god, maybe I'm not vegan. Um, yeah. And I still I still have a I have a belt that's made from leather, and that belt is still um, I still wear it today. So it's like, and like you said, the phone our phones have animal products in it, so it's which I didn't know. So uh, that's really, that's really interesting. Like tattooing um, has not... animal product in it, which I have like a you huge can... tattoo on my shoulder. Where I'm just like, Oh man, you know, yeah. like, yeah. And you can't, you can get plant-based ink, but yeah. apparently I don't think it's the same. Um, but so it's, I think it's really important to not like label yourself. I mean, I, I've never heard anyone who's not plant-based or vegan, like label them, label themselves. Like I'm a, carnivore like yeah. no one yeah. no one really ever says that so i think for me it's like i cook food i cook delicious food simple food easy food that reduces your food waste and it so happens to be plant-based i love that and i think you know people get really intimidated by cooking with plants because of the vegan label and i think yeah. when you kind of like drop the labels in general even when you look at the whole other side of it like you were saying like carnivore, keto, whatever, then people feel like they're kind of stuck in that box and like, I have to just, just ride that forever, you know, when like, you know, yeah. you, it's good to be fluid. It's good to be flexible. It's good to like, think about things instead of just putting yourself into something, you know, forever. 
Yeah, I don't think there's one right way for everyone. And I don't think you need to put yourself in a box and that's it. Close the lock, close the Like there may come a time. I always see, I think I'm I'm always going to eat this way. I really do. Yeah. But there may come a time for those who may not, who go, okay, cool. I'm going to, this is my lifestyle. This is, but then there might be other things that may come up in your life where you might need to consume other things or live a certain way or eat certain, you know? So I think it's, um, it's a lesson for everyone to just kind of take it as it comes. And I just so happen to cook plant-based food. Yeah. And to be inspired, you know, I think it's all about just like being inspired to like cook more plant-based and cook with more plants. And I think, especially growing up in the States, being in the States, it's like, everything's very like beige, you know, like the standard American diet is very beige. So the, the, the same here too in the UK. <laughs> yeah, that's it's true. very beige. UK. Yeah. So it's, it's very like, beige. Let's just get some colors. I love brown food. Yeah. Let's get some colors. <laughs> yeah, brown food. I love that. Okay. So what keeps you inspired then? What's your inspiration? Wow. What keeps me inspired? I, that's a great question. And what keeps me inspired is just waking up every day and being able to, I, I feel we live in a really kind of uncertain time in the world and it can be a scary place for a lot of people. And I'm really fortunate. I'm very privileged to have a roof over my head, to have mm -hmm. a bed that I can go sleep in every night. I have food when I want to. I have money to go and spend food, you know, buy food. I have water when I want it. So I'm really kind of inspired by taking each day as it comes and be really, I know it sounds, it may sound cliche for a lot of people. It's like, but being really grateful for every single day. So I feel inspired to live my, my, the best life I can through every day and just live this every day. I had somebody ask me the other day, Bailey, Oh, what do you see, where do you see yourself in five, ten years from now? Hopefully, this isn't one of your questions no. because I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna answer it for you right now. Okay. They, so they asked me, "Oh, where do you see yourself five, ten years from now?" And I'm like, I didn't even think I'd be in this position the five, ten years before. Yeah, it's so important. I'm like, why are we so? Why are we so like? I, there's there's some good things to it. I think it's important to have some sort of goal or destination that you want to strive for, but it's always the journey, right? That is more interesting because that, that destination may continue to, you may never get to that goal, but I think it's like, enjoy that journey, but let's just be here and be here in the now because things are happening for us at this yeah. very moment. So I'm really just inspired by taking each day as it comes. And for me, I, I have a really interesting life. Things, I don't have like the normal set schedule. Every day is different, you know? So yeah. I'm really inspired by just like opening up to new possibilities and opportunities every single day. I love that. There's this quote that says, it's like people overestimate what they can do in a year, but underestimate what they can do in five years. And I really feel that so much. It's funny because I grew up like my mom's a business coach. So I grew up just like, and she's a serial entrepreneur. So every new year she'd be like, okay, 
write down your goals for the year. You're going to hit all your goals. We'd all talk about our goals. Like every is so it's like so ridiculous. And I got to the point where I'm like, I'm just going to stop with these goals and just live in the moment and take opportunities as they come. And just like, and it's been a revolution for me, not having this super intense goal oriented mindset, because you're right. It keeps you out of the moment. It keeps you from not enjoying the journey. Like for a cookbook, for instance, you know, like it's a journey to get to where you are right now. And it's not just about published day. It's about, you know, getting the deal and, and writing the book and testing the recipes and mm. editing it mm. and like having them see your, you know, the whole book together for the first time. Like it's about the whole thing, not just like that end result. My first book, I had three months to write it. This second Same. book. Yeah. It was quick. <laughs> Same. So, so quick where I yeah. didn't really enjoy the process. And so when I got to this, the moment where the book was released, I was expecting this, like this moment where like the balloons and the streamers and the, you know, yeah. the celebration, everyone popping bottles that like that moment of like, I've made it. Yeah. It was, it never came. It was like this false arrival moment and anticlimax just felt very, empty and I'm like oh god I wasn't even I wasn't I was putting my mind on that moment yeah so with this with this new book you can cook this I was just the whole way from the day that we signed the contract and the idea came to about they came you know the idea came through and then signed the contract and then writing the recipes and testing the recipes and going through all that was like I'm enjoying every single step of this process. I'm going to stay present with every moment here um, and enjoy it. And I feel like that has come through in every single page as we were talking, I think, before the show. I think that's you can see that through every page that I've written and put together. Yeah. I'm so glad you said that because I had the exact same experience with my first book. Like Publish Day came and I was sad. Like it was just so anticlimactic where I was like, oh, man, like this is not what I expected this to be like, you know, you kind of hype yourself up for this one day to be exactly like the way that you just described it is so perfect, like balloons and streamers and popping bottles, but it's not like that, you know, and I totally agree. You got to enjoy the moment. So if anyone's listening, like going for that big goal in life, like once you get to the goal, like you want to have something to look back, look back on and, you know, make sure you enjoy the whole ride. So I love that. That's such good Mm. advice. Okay. So I'd love to talk about like switch gears a little bit, talk about food waste. Love Mm. talking about food waste. It's like what you're all about too, especially from like, I feel like we could talk about it in so many different angles from a home cook angle, like the everyday consumer, also the restaurant angle as well. So funny, my last job working restaurants, I was also line cooking and bartending. So you see it from that's so funny that you said that. It's funny yeah. polarity yes. between the two of us. So, you know, you see the food waste from so many different angles, from a home perspective, a restaurant perspective. So I would just love to talk about food waste, what got you inspired to talk about food waste in the beginning, and just kind of like some statistics around it, just to get people kind of more familiar and like, so we can kind of go into your book yeah. after that. So the average U.S. household, the average U.S., yeah, the average U.S. household throws away and wastes around $1,500 of edible food every single year. And at the point in the time where I think I came across that, I was I was shocked. And I was looking in my own bin at home, my own garbage can, and going, I'm throwing away food. Oh, my goodness. Why am I doing this? 
Why is this happening? And just started looking and seeing how I can reduce food. I don't come from money. Uh, I don't have endless supplies of cash or don't feel like I can can go to my parents and ask for money. And, Mm -hmm. And so I just think that's one area in our lives where I think I can save a bit of money, save a bit of cash. I grew up with the idea and, you know, both my parents were very, you know, conscious about the planet and about waste in the world. Let's, you know, let's turn off the lights when we can and let's turn off the faucet so we stop running water when we're brushing our teeth and um, let's, you know, all these sort of let's ride our bikes to work or walk to work when we can. These sort of things that we're told, you know, as children and adults to reduce our carbon footprint. But if you're lucky enough to have three meals a day, there's a large carbon footprint there. And what happens to the food that is being wasted? So fast forward, I'm working in the restaurants and I'm peeling carrots. I'm cutting off the the round, the bulbous part of the carrot to get the perfect cubed uh, carrots, the perfect matchsticks. Yeah. Nothing, everything needs to be perfect. If there was a nick of a bruise, discoloration, disfigurement of a carrot and it wasn't straight, bin it throw it away and we're throwing away copious amounts of food like large dumper dump dumpster style like uh bins of food we're going to waste on a weekly basis yeah they're just asking because i was new on the in, on the line and i was just thinking like oh so what happens to all this you know just curious about i just ask questions i love asking questions because you just learn you learn from asking questions so i ask questions and uh, and I and I find and I then you find out what what's happening. I went home, went into this down this uh, rabbit hole, figured out okay, this is what's happening. You know, we're throwing away roughly a third of the food that enters our homes. It's producing greenhouse gases, uh, food waste that is sent to a landfill. Landfill is where a lot of our waste ends up. Um, and most of our food that goes to landfill or food that we think is going to landfill is then also being shipped to other countries for them to get rid of, which is also another kind of disaster and mm-hmm. uh, problematic situation because why is it that country's problem to now take care of our waste? Right. So food, uh, 20, so a head of lettuce, if we throw away, so just to break it down into uh the, the comparison or the 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 breakdown of a of one ingredient a head of lettuce if a head of lettuce is thrown away into a landfill it's embalmed over decades at a time like it's breaking down but it's also being filled with other rubbish and garbage on top of it so it's not getting the natural environment that it needs to decompose properly in those 20 that head of lettuce will decompose in 25 years Whereas, and slowly reducing, releasing methane and CO2 into the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. If we composted a head of lettuce into soil in a natural environment with rain, water, wind, and sunlight, and other kind of bugs and critters in a compost, yeah, that head of lettuce will decompose in a matter of weeks. Oh, yeah. And Not to mention we'll you're throwing provide... it away in plastic too, right? Sorry. And then you're throwing it away. You yeah. yeah. So if you're... No, it's fine. So if, yeah, if you're throwing mm-hmm. it away in plastic too, like that, it's just, it's a, it, it's not allowed that natural environment. So right. if you do put it into uh, a, nat- a natural situation, it can be uh, provide rich nutrient soil, or if it's being, you know, some like where I am in the countryside, um, we have food collection and we also have a compost in our back garden. So 
we get to pick and choose when we feel is necessary and food can then be regenerate can be reused and uh be brought back into the circular economy and that could be used as biogas and that could be used as fuel for other industries because we mm -hmm. currently live in a linear economy where we take borrow use and then waste and there's no circularity nothing comes back into this loop so right. uh it's important to look at the food you bring into your home because at the end of the day it's not just food that we're throwing away it's not it's not just food it's money mm -hmm. and money's a big factor money was a big totally. factor for me it's time it's energy it's it's labor it's transportation it's packaging so much goes into the production of food that just wasting it isn't just wasting Yes, exactly. And I think it is hard too, especially when you talk about like the linear aspect of it, because a lot of people live in cities, you know, and I live in San Diego <clears throat> and they just, this, this month, they just started introducing a composting program because most people don't have yards or everyone's really close to each other. There's a big like rat problem, I would say in the beach communities. Mm. So like you can't really compost. Um, but they just started. I'm like, you guys, it's California. It's San Diego. It's 2023. You're just starting a composting program. Like, where have you been? That's so insane. But it's good to know that like, we're on a trajectory to a little bit of change, you know, but it can be hard. Like if you live, I know you lived in New York for a long time. Like, what would a solution be if you live in a city like New York to compost? Yeah. Well, when I was living in Brooklyn, I got in contact, I contacted my um my 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 city i was gonna say town it was i'm living in new york i was living in brooklyn contacted my council uh and said hey we need a compost bin uh at our at our at our apartment building because i noticed that down the street a few other buildings have compost mm. pickup so i need that service as well on our street and when i did that they provided a a, a food waste bin and then I asked him, I said, and every other building on my street also needs it too. So if you're just coming for me to pick up food waste, you might as well be picking up food waste for everyone else. It makes more sense, right? And I kept asking for this and asking and asking. And finally they did. And finally they served me with a food waste bin. So I was really lucky, but it takes time. Yeah. And I think I read something somewhere that said, for every one person that speaks up, 250,000 other people are thinking the exact same thing that you're thinking, but haven't said anything. So- if we all speak up together, let's that that number is going to be just astronomical. So yeah, uh, we need to speak up and we need to let our government know that we need changes in places that are going to support our future. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's so true. I mean, I was seeing it with just like the TikTok ban that was going on. And everyone was like, just call your senator. Just please call them. So I called, and I know so many people who just weren't used to calling were just, you know, reading the script and calling, but they were just getting calls in droves. And I think that's what made it from not getting banned or like that bill being passed. But it does make a difference. You know, your voice does matter. I think a lot of times people think that, you know, who are you? You're just one person. But it's a good reminder that like one person can do a lot of change. You can write, you can send an email, you can send a letter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Give them a, give them a call. I mean, these are all speak up yeah. because your voice, your voice does matter. Um, yeah. And, you know, I think it's, it, it's, this is where we see change and we could demand change. They're going to, they're, they, they're going to have to listen to us. I mean, there's, I know, don't want to go down such 
a you know political political route, but they they're gonna have to listen to us, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I know sometimes it seems a challenge; it feels like an uphill battle at times, but we take the win when we can. And so yeah. I took that as calling up my my city and saying, "Hey, I need a compost bin. I need yeah. food waste recycling program." So I took that as a win. So that's a huge win, and it helps like you know open the eyes for everyone on your street to be like, "Oh my god." A compost bin has arrived. Who did this? This is amazing. And it was you. So maybe mm. someone did that here in San Diego. And now we all are getting a compost bin. So that's pretty awesome. <laughs> okay. So you asked a lot of your followers or all your followers what their most wasted food mm. item is. I'm going to guess that it's lettuce. But I'm wondering what the most wasted food item is. Drum roll, please. Um, it was, yeah, there you go. It was <laughs> potatoes. Potatoes? Potatoes. Yeah. Which, you know what? And I started thinking, I'm like, why is it? Sorry. I said, <laughs> why, why would, why would, why would it be potatoes? And I started thinking, oh, maybe they're not loose. They're not, Cause you could pick, if it's loose, you one or two that you need three or four, whatever. Yeah. But if it's coming in a bag, there's, oh. there's a lot of them. So you might use that one or two from the bag. And then everything else goes spotty and brown or green and starts mm-hmm. to grow sprout. And so people just end up, oh, I don't know what to do with this now. I haven't been taught how to uh, use a, pot- a potato properly. And the potato peelings themselves are being thrown away. So potatoes, the top five most wasted foods I, I received were potato, bread, bag salad. So you were close. Number three, uh, bananas and it was a tie between fresh like fruit, like berries and soft fruit, like berries yeah. and like raspberries, blueberries, strawberries, and uh, milk. People are saying they're throwing away milk. Huh. And I took that as like oat milk or almond milk too for a lot of people. Yeah. So potatoes, yeah, one of the most wasted food. And with all the recipes wild. in my book, there's the, there are these – I call them hero ingredients. I'm giving them a spotlight because I don't think they should be wasted. You spent your money, you spent your time and energy to get those ingredients that bring them into your house. So to reduce your food waste, to save you some time, save you some money, let's use those foods. Let's shine the spotlight on them like Batman. <laughs> and then they're going to be our hero. So yeah. each chapter has a set of hero ingredients and each ingredient has roughly five to eight recipes per hero ingredient. So anytime that you feel that you need to feel inspired to cook that ingredient that's sitting in the bottom of your fridge drawer because we've all been there before. Mm-hmm. Look in the book, flip to that chapter, and then you'll find all those recipes. The other thing too is, I don't know if you come through a cookbook, you end up going to the back of the index and you're like, okay, where's yeah. potatoes, potatoes, okay, potatoes. And then you see page 22, then page 55, and page 136, and 240. So you're just like putting your fingers through the book trying to flip through whereas this book i have is all kind of condensed in one section so you don't feel like you need to go flipping through various pages you just need to flip through the first few pages and there you have it i love that you know i am really shocked i'm not shocked about some of the things like berries make sense to me because most people don't know how to wash and store berries properly and i really feel like the grocery stores just don't store them properly like they store them in like not an airtight container and they're kind of just out and like there's bacteria and like people are touching everything and like like of course berries are going to get moldy within two days of coming home just because of the way that they're processed but like bananas surprises me 
for some reason. Bag salad, mm. definitely not. Everyone always jokes about the bag salad that's like rotting in the back of the fridge. Um, but yeah, that's so interesting. I'm like so interested by like people's like food and eating and shopping habits. Yeah, bag bag salad. I mean, this book also, You Can Cook This, has loads of ways of teaching people. In the beginning of the book, it shows you how to store the ingredients, where to put them, how to extend the shelf life of each ingredient. So I mean, I know that we're all busy. We all have endless to-do lists. We have our, our job, work, extracurricular activities, after work or uh, in our lives, children running around, all these things. Yeah. But th these tips are so simple and so practical to use that you can just start implementing them in your life right now and it will drastically change the way you bring food into your home. It'll start saving you money right away. Um, so like bag salad, for instance, I divide the bag in half with the leaves, give them a wash and rinse first, pat them, pat one dry, and then wrap that up in a tea towel, seal tight in an airtight container, pop it in the fridge. And I use that within the first two or three days and everything yeah. is fine. They're crisp. They seem, they're fresh and lovely. Great. The other half I'd blanch, squeeze out the liquid, roll them up tightly in a plastic bag, reusable bag, place them in the freezer. And now I can use that frozen spinach or leafy greens in various of recipes, stews, curries, stir fries, smoothies. Yes. And, and I, you, you know, I think people don't think about doing the blanching method as well, because cooking it is a really easy way to make it last longer. And freezing is something you can absolutely do. And I think it's like that little extra step that people are afraid of, but it can save you time. It can save you money. And it's just like a little extra something yeah. that it's can help you. Yeah. Just a little. It's just a little effort. It's just a, a little, little effort right in the beginning that's yeah. going to save you time in the long run. It's going to help you on that journey. Talking about journey just a little bit, a little earlier. It's just yeah. going to help you on your journey to having executing a delicious meal. Exactly. Now, the what the one thing about the freezing process too, and like cooking something and then freezing, is that you could do this with the various ingredients. And I've what I did here in this book is actually I went through a few various uh, supermarkets in, in, in town where I live, went to all these supermarkets and looked in the freezer section to see what ingredients are being frozen mm. and just thought, oh, if the, the supermarket is freezing these ingredients, then I could do the exact same thing at home too. So potatoes, onions, ginger, yeah. herbs. Sorry, mm -hmm. you, I think in the US we say herbs. Herbs. And here I think the herbs, herbs. In, the, in, the, in the UK, herbs. <laughs> Okay, they say herbs. Herbs, herbs. I'm now I'm confused. Um, well, like from potatoes, you can you can like make hash browns so easy. You just throw them on a cheese grater and throw them in the throw them in the freezer. You know, easy as that. It's just gonna yeah. save you time, like you said, Bailey. It's gonna save you time in the long run. I love that. Okay, well, what is like? Give me like some of your top recipes in the cookbook. Oof. Ah, my favorite. One of my favorites is my it's i'm gonna show i'm gonna show you this because this is actually the uh the uk european uh version of the book oh, i love uh, it the cover of it i was seeing all the and versions on your website I was like, yeah a bunch yeah. of different bunch of different uh bunch of different versions it's been translated um in six languages so there's various different um covers options which is fun and exciting but that this dish here is a beetroot um, a beet bucatini mm. is using the whole entire beetroot. A lot of people are throwing away the beet. I know that 
in other conversations I've had and one just previously on another podcast, the host said that I just cook it, chop it up and then leave it in my fridge and it goes off. And <laughs> this is That's using sad. the whole entire beetroot. Yeah. I know it seems sad that someone goes through the whole process of cooking and actually preparing something and then throwing it away. Um, so this beetroot bucatini is using the whole thing, especially the leaves as well. Mm -hmm. So you can chop them up, cook them, saute them with the onions and the garlic. And that is blended with the steamed beetroot um, to make this lovely, creamy, uh, warm sauce. Um, and then golden brown, crispy, herby, garlicky, uh, zesty breadcrumbs with some feta cheese, vegan Yum. feta cheese, and some fresh basil. So I think I my beetroot bucatini, easy, delicious pasta dish that I really love. That sounds so good. You're making me hungry. All I've had is a smoothie today. So now I'm like, oh, it's time for, uh, <laughs> time for a savory a savory snack. I love Something, that. You're going to jump to savory. I love that. Yeah. The other I'm thing too I'd, I'd mention is that the other thing I'd mention too is that um, at the end of the book, there's a section where um, I give my my top dishes that I think you should cook first. Oh. Um, I think you should cook all the recipes. I think you, you can cook this and you should. <laughs> yeah. But there are some dishes that I think that people should cook right away. And so there's an index in the back of the book that show you. If you're looking for something that's 20 minutes or you're doing a dinner party or it's a festive holiday or it's a pasta dish or it's a dessert or pudding, I have some go-to dishes that I think people should cook right away. I love that. And it's a good place to land. I, I think a lot of times when you get a new cookbook, like I just like I'm reading everything and I'm like, okay, I don't even know where to start. So I think you're just telling people start here. <laughs> I love that. Exactly. It's, it's helpful. I love that. So I know a lot of people, I'm kind of going to switch gears for just a second before we wrap up. I know a lot of people come to the show who want to get started social media, get started in business, have like a very just heart-centered kind of way of going about business, just doing something that's good for the earth. So I'd love to hear like your tips on whether it be content creations, doing your own thing, getting to that next level. I think it's something that you do really well. You seem to just kind of throw yourself into projects and go for it. So I'd love to just hear your tips and perspective on it for anyone that might be curious. I love that. I love that question. And I never thought I'd be, I never thought I'd be doing this. Um, I actually, <laughs> um, speaking of goals um, earlier, I set a goal for myself in 2020. At the start of 2020, I said, I'm going to produce recipe video content. Mm. And I'm going to do this. I'm going to produce, I think, one recipe video every month. I'm going to put it, or was it every week? I forgot now. Um, for the, for the sake of the story, it was one recipe video every month. I'm going to put this on YouTube. I'm going to edit. I'm going to create a recipe video. I'm going to put it on YouTube done. And then I got to a point where I thought I can do this on my phone and started doing it on my phone and just seeing how I just like throw myself into a goal, into a project that turned out to be fruitful for me. Cause, mm. um, I think I was Instagram said I was like one of the first creators to introduce like recipes on reels. And so they highlighted every single recipe that I did. And I don't, I don't know if you remember in 2020, 2021, they would feature content. It would just say featured. Yeah. And I would have this featured tab on my recipe videos. And I think at one point, 20 recipe videos were all featured. And so every wow. recipe video that I did had millions of views. And so I think throwing yourself into something 
can be. And I mean, that's just, I think a lot of luck is in there. I think I also have, uh, there's, there's some privilege involved. There's some, um, you know, just luck is, I think also plays a huge role in there too. So I think throwing yourself into a project, into an idea and just seeing, seeing, you know, seeing if it comes through, see if, if you enjoy it, if you're enjoying the process, there are times where I, I produce and create a, a video where I'm like, I love this recipe. I love this video. I love how I edited it. Um, I'm trying, you know, maybe it doesn't work for the audience. Maybe they didn't like it. Can't be in control of the algorithm, but I like it. So even if it doesn't perform, that's fine. I yeah. think if you just show up every single day or the days that you can show up, I think that it, that speaks louder than just posting willy willy nilly and just like having, you know, videos that are don't really kind of um speak who you speak to to who you are. So I think it's really important to um show up every day but do it when you feel 100% about the video or the content that you're creating. I love that. I mean, consistency is so crucial. Even if you're not super confident, you know, like being just consistent, I feel like we kind of have to show up for ourselves, even if we have that like critical voice in our head, you know, it's always going to be there a little bit. So we just got to go past it. Yeah. Even if it's like one, you know, if you're, if you're talking video content and it's one video a month, if it's one video every two months and you're consistent with like yeah. the execution of what mm -hmm. you're trying to provide, yeah. I think that, that that is better than producing 10 videos that are kind of just meh, yeah. you know? I think exactly. it's really important to show up every single time. And, you know, and that's what I tried doing with this cookbook is show up every single recipe when I was creating and writing each dish and just like, I'm going to show up. I'm going to make this the best dish it possibly can be. I love that. You're just full sending it, which is amazing. You just got to throw yourself 100% into it. Okay. So I do this with every single guest. I'm just going to do a quick fire rapid round where you just answer the first thing that comes to your mind. Great. You ready? Okay, cool. cool. Let's do it. First up, what's your favorite plant-based meal right now? Like what are you vibing most with? I cook, I love tofu. So extra from tofu, cube it up, chop it up into and put it into cubes, coat it in cornstarch, bake it till it gets crispy on the outside, soft in the middle. Then I cook some noodles, steam some vegetables. This meal is done in 20 minutes. And then I yeah. make like a peanut butter, soy sauce, sesame oil uh, a sauce and drizzle that on top with some fresh herbs, some sriracha. Oh, so yeah. it's like a quick Asian noodle dish. That is like a staple in our house for sure. Like oh, yeah. that is like a, a food language that just like does not, does not stay. Okay. Um, what is your biggest passion outside of your job? Uh, the planet, mm. um, the planet and, and the health of the planet. And I think biggest passion is just protecting and, uh, the, 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 the earth that we walk on, whether that's, you know, through composting, I know that's like part of my job a little bit, but whether that's just like caring for your garden, your space, um, I think it's really important and. I'm getting more and more into rewilding. So um trying I'm I'm not cutting my grass, I'm letting it grow naturally. It's welcoming more biodiversity into our space, um, which we all need. 
and yeah. yeah. I love that. Uh, where is your favorite place in the world? <laughs> um, great question. Favorite place in the world. I think, I think th where I am right now might be the, my, 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 my most favorite place in the world. Um, it's a beautiful day today. Went for a very, very long walk and just enjoyed the, where, where we are. And I know, I think if you had asked me a few years ago, I'd probably say like, oh, Paris. Um, <laughs> but I think I'm really enjoying where we are right now. You, I don't know if you can hear it, but in the distance, there's like children playing and I can hear them laughing and giggling and having a good time. The sun is like slowly coming down. So there's like this warmness in the air and sky is bright blue, but also has like a pinkish hue in the distance. It's just a like wonderful place. You're having a moment right now. I love this. I am having a moment. I'm loving <laughs> it. Thank you for making me feel more present by asking that question. Yeah. I mean, you know, I feel like the guests that are the most aligned in what they're doing, I mean, I feel the same way, always say that their home and where they are right now is their favorite place in the world. And I think there's something really special to that. So I love that answer. Okay. What's your favorite way to unwind? <laughs> uh, chocolate and watching some TV show. I love that. Uh, and on television. Yeah. <laughs> watching some sort of series. Um, big into television and movies. And I just love sitting in front of the TV with like some chocolate, some snacks, and just just being glued to the TV screen. Love it. You're a chocolate guy. That's awesome. Um, okay. Who or what are you most inspired by right now? Mm. Who or what am I inspired by? Uh, that's a great question. That's a great question. I feel at the moment, uh, You have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea what I feel inspired by. I, I, I'm going to be honest with you. There's parts of my, there's, there's, I think it's, I think I need to be honest with myself. Sometimes I don't always feel 100%. I don't always feel like showing up. And I know that I've, I've said this before, like just show up and be, Con, you know, consistent. And there's times where I don't feel consistent. And I think that's really important. And I think as a, as a, as a male, as a man, as a man, um, I think like there's such, there's toxic masculinity out there and around the world. And, you know, we're just meant to, you know, you know, suck it up and, and, and be strong and, and persevere and just move on and don't cry and all these things. And I think I'm, you know, there's times where I feel very like vulnerable and weak and lost and confused. So I think at the moment I am trying to find that inspiration. I'm trying to be honest with myself and open up to myself and, 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 and be open. Uh, but yeah, I need to find that inspiration, um, to feel, to feel that, 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 cause when I feel inspired by something i could feel it it, f it flows through me i could feel yeah. it and i've been there before and i'm trying to get back to that place yeah I, that's a really beautiful and honest answer and i think you know you're also in the middle of a book launch so you are in like the time of just like 
pumping yourself up. You know what I mean? Which I love, you know, you're like, your book is inspiring. You're, you got to inspire yourself to just like keep going and showing up and getting the word out there. So yeah, I think that's a great and honest answer. I love that. All right. Um, if you could change one thing about the world, what would it be? <laughs> Climate change, <laughs> um, bill yeah. billionaires, um, we don't need billionaires in the world. Um, I think, I think, uh, yeah, it'd probably be those two billionaires and climate change. <laughs> I yeah, change. For sure. Um, we don't need more billionaires. We don't need billionaires and, uh, uh, climate change, um, would never exist. Yeah. I'm with you on that one. All right. Two more. What, what advice would you give your younger self? You're really, you're really pulling on the heartstrings. Really. I know. Um, I know. Sorry, I had to. That's how I get to know you. I'm the best. No, way, I like this. How possible. do I? What would I tell my younger self? I've actually, there's been moments in my life where I've actually like felt like I've had conversations with my younger self, and I've, um, have I've gone to those places before, and I would just say, to to myself, my younger self, that everything's gonna be okay. And you're doing it the best you can. And don't don't forget to smile and have a good time. I love that. So sweet. Your jerkers over here. Okay. Do you have any final words of wisdom for our audience? Final words of wisdom. Hmm. Be kind. Be kind to others, more importantly. Smile often. Say hello to strangers. Mm, yes. And be and, and by being kind to yourself, also cook good food. Just cook, cook for yourself. Be no when you're feeling down or when you feel sad or depressed or lonely or any of those things, vulnerable. Tap into yourself and ask, okay, what what meal do I want to cook myself tonight? And um, I think really just asking yourself, what do I feel like cooking tonight? Cook yourself a meal. I think it'll make you feel 10 times better. So yeah, all that. those things I said before, and then also cook yourself a good meal. Plus that. Yes, of course. Above all else. Well, speaking of that, plug yourself. Where can we find you? Where can we get the cookbook? Tell me everything. Uh. Mike, you can you well. I was gonna give you my address, but I don't want you to come and find me here. So, um, <laughs> I'm on social media. My name is Max Lamana, M A X L A M A W N A, and my book "You Can Cook This" is now out. It came out April 11th. It's a book that is gonna help you save time, money, and food. Go and get it. Available in bookstores or online. Perfect. Love it. Thank you so much for being here. And talk soon. All right. Thank you so much, Max, for coming on the show. If you guys loved this episode, again, be sure to show us some love on social media. Give us five stars on Spotify. Give us a review on Apple Podcasts. However, you love this show. 
just show us some love. We always appreciate it. And yeah, you guys, speaking of activism, I have a couple of insane, amazingly inspirational guests coming up the next couple of weeks on the show. Man, I just cannot wait. This show is getting better and better and better. And I'm just feeling really grateful for you, for listening, and for all the guests that are coming on the show. It's really lighting me up. And I've said it before and I'll say it again, but I am learning with you guys. You know, this show has made me a better person. It's made me want to be better. It's educated me more. It's given me ideas on how I can just be better. And I hope that it does the same for you because we are all learning. We're all chatting. We're all experiencing this in real time at the same time, which is why I love the podcast because it's unfiltered and we can just do whatever we want here. So yeah, I absolutely love it. So yeah, love you guys so much. I hope you're taking care of yourselves. Don't forget to eat your greens. I need to go eat a salad or something right now because I have been slacking on my greens. So again, it's a reminder from both of us and have an amazing day and I'll see you in a couple weeks. Okay, bye.